Good morning. This is Judith Lay welcoming you to Manx Radio and to the podcast of this week's edition of At Your Service. Manx Radio. A life-changing journey that turned into a 20-year commitment and the offer to write you a prescription, plus notice board news and music too. It's all here at your service today. Every Nation, sung by Living Hope Church here on the island, is one of the music choices of my special guests today. Two people I haven't seen or spoken to for a very long time. Which isn't surprising, really, as although they do have a place to live on the island, they don't spend very much time here. In fact, their life revolves around their complete dedication to the charity Hands of Hope a charity registered in the Isle of Man and in Romania, where Chris and Ruth Baker live alongside vulnerable and disadvantaged people in northeast Romania, where they work in the community, offering one-to-one education, befriending families, distributing aid and giving all kinds of practical help. Chris and Ruth have been back on the island to celebrate Christmas and New Year with family and friends, but the celebrations aren't completely over, as there's a 20th anniversary coming along in a few months' time. Isn't there, Ruth? Yes, we first went to Romania in April 2003. We thought it was just going to be a one-off visit to help in an orphanage, but uh, the Lord definitely had different plans for us. I think it, it it just somehow sort of snowballed. We went there the first time and then we went back for a second time that year and then the next year. And then we realised there's only a certain amount of time that we can stay with other people and in other people's houses. And we, we started looking for our own apartment in 2006, it was. So we then bought a, an old um, communist concrete apartment in Dorohoy in Romania, which is right up in the uh, very top corner of Romania. It's about uh, 20 kilometres from the Ukraine border. We originally went out with Hand of Help into an orphanage which was called Hand of Help. And then uh, in 2005, um, Hands of Hope 
was started as, as the work changed from being a focus on the orphanages to being more a, a focus on helping families. And in particular, in the early days, we were building houses for families or providing new houses for people in villages. We would maybe buy an old house in a village for a family that were living in, in destitution. And that is what we did for a number of years, building two or three houses a year for families and just supporting them with social needs as well. Now, I remember some years ago, it was quite a regular thing for people from the island to go out and help you with the building, wasn't it? Absolutely. We've got a long list of names of people uh, who've helped with the house bills. Um, James Vickers was very much part of our trustee group to begin with, and he, with his building expertise, was a real star in those days of house building. And many other people, I I could give you a long list, uh, people from the Isle of Man and uh, people from England as well who've come out to help with the projects, whether it's been building or whether it's been uh, working on the land or just visiting families with us, supporting us along the way. The area we're working in is very similar to the size of the Isle of Man in in its fullest extent, but we've focused uh, mainly in a village area called Kabula, which is just outside of Dorohoy, where we now have uh, seven houses that we've built over the years. We were doing at least one a year, sometimes three a year. And uh, we have a community centre which was commissioned in 2012, built in 2012, again with help from the Isle of Man and the Isle of Man government. But that is now up and running and has been running at uh, full speed for a few years now. How easy or difficult was it to integrate into a very different community, Ruth? Well, the flat we lived in was in a communist apartment block. People that stayed with us will uh, remember the the stairwell and, and the smells as you went up the stairwell. And the fact that uh, even though we had running water in the apartment, we couldn't use that for drinking or cooking because of the contamination. So we either used to buy bottled water or get bottled water from a well and carry it up 66 steps uh, into our apartment. It was a lovely place. It was it was home to us for 10 years. Uh, but then as we both got older and the steps became you know, a bit more of a challenge as you get into your 60s, we realised that having our own house in the area would be better. And a few years previously, we had personally bought a piece of land next to our main charity site at Kabula. And that is where we now have our own little bungalow, which uh, Chris had a big plan for and did a lot of the building for. Had a bit of a hiccup over the COVID times when we couldn't get out there as often as we'd hoped to. But it's our home and uh, we share our lives between the Isle of Man and Romania now. I would have thought, Chris, that having a home there, first the flat and, and, and now your own bungalow, gives you a stronger link with the people. It, it has shown right from the start that you do want to be part of the community. It's been important because it's it's shown our dedication to, to the work that we're doing, but it builds up a, a level of trust as well because people know that we're there for the long term. Now, building a house is only really a part of the situation, isn't it? You don't build a house and introduce a family to it and all their problems are solved. It's not that simple, is it? No. Um, If you come across a family, a group of people with lots of problems and lots of different issues and they don't have a house or they have a very poor house, when you build a new house for them, then obviously they still have a lot of the problems. And we found that every time we built a house each year, then we'd have another family that uh, we were providing a little bit of support and social care for. Education is freely available to everybody in Romania. Children now start school when they're six. Children have to go to school often either in the morning or the afternoon. So often your young children might be starting school at eight in the morning until 12 and the older children will be starting school at 12 or 1 and going on till 6 or 7 in the evening. 
which can be quite disruptive for family life. We found over the years that some of the families that we help, maybe the children struggle at school and the schools don't always have the capacity to give the extra help that, that child might need. So when we built the community centre, one of the uses for that has been to give a homework club for the children. So children will either come in before they go to school or after they go to school. And we have educators there who do one-to-one -one teaching with the children. And in particular, at the moment, we've got a lady called Doina, who is, is fantastic. And it's been such an encouragement over the past year to hear how the children have, have started to thrive at school. There's a couple of children in particular I can think of whose, whose grades were often 3 out of 10 and they're now up to 7 out of 10. And um, for the children, that's just such an encouragement and for their parents as well. You said at the beginning, Ruth, that you went to the orphanage just expecting it to be a one-off visit, but God had other plans. So the answer to the question, why are you doing this, is rooted very much in your, your own personal faith, yours and Chris's personal faith, isn't it? It is indeed, and we wouldn't have even lasted a year without our faith. There's been times when we've, we've struggled, there's, there's been challenges, and there's always somebody who'll be praying for us or, or giving us a word of encouragement, and that helps us through. And um, We've seen the Lord's hand on us just in how we've planned trips and what we've been doing and what we've, we've thought we might do, and then something else has happened, and it's not always our thoughts and our plans, but we hope it's the Lord's plans each time. And he is with us every step of the way. We wouldn't do it without him. You mentioned when you were sketching out the location where you are that you are quite close to the Ukrainian border. And who could have imagined when you started going out there 20 years ago how significant being close to the Ukrainian border would be? I first went to Ukraine in 1990 for a, a business trip and I think that probably was the thing which opened my eyes to poverty in Eastern Europe and I was I was just couldn't get my head around the fact that there was this poverty existed so close to where we were living and, and so close to where we have this idyllic island life. So that, that was what first sort of piqued my interest. So when we ended up in Romania in this northern part so close to Ukraine, I think we both had this sort of urge to cross the border. We'd heard that it was similar to Romania. But you never actually did. No, we didn't. It, it seems like a bit of a, a silly reason, but our car insurance wouldn't allow us. We could have borrowed another car or gone with somebody else, but our, li our lives were very busy. And every year, I think for probably 15 years, Ruth would approach the insurance agent and ask if we could have an extension or an exception or maybe just pay extra for a day or a week. And eventually, I think the insurance company said to us, which, which part of no don't you understand? But it changed, didn't it, Ruth? It did indeed. Last year, the Pajero, which Chris and I had owned personally, became more elderly and, and needed more repairs, and we realised it was no longer fit for purpose. And we realised that, that taking the, the vast amounts of aid to Romania was no longer needed because we can buy more things in Romania, and also the costs of, of transport, travel, 
ferries, hotels along the way, you know, it was quite significant. So we were very thankful when a donation came to Hands of Hope, which enabled us specifically to buy a new car for the charity. And we decided that this car would be based in Romania and owned by Lumina Pentrucopi, which is our Romanian side of the, the charity, which we have to have because of the properties and the work we do there. So we have a, a separate charity in Romania. So in February in 2022... We started looking around and trying to find a car and it needed to be uh, secondhand. We couldn't afford brand new, but secondhand, but a good quality, ideally with, with seven seats so that if we, if we needed to take somebody around, we've got space for people. And through a, a really good friend, Peter Forderman, who used to do the TT commentary for Manx Radio, and he's in Germany now, and uh, he helped us to find a car and we, we picked it up from the agent on February the 14th, 2022. And as the agent gave us the paperwork for the car that we needed to transit across Europe and then import it into Romania, we noticed on the insurance green card that green box for Ukraine was ticked so we could drive into Ukraine. And we both sort of looked at each other across the table and said, oh, look, we can go to Ukraine now. And obviously the news was beginning to bubble up about the, the unsettled state of Ukraine. And as we drove into Romania, we drive very close to the Ukraine border, still not really thinking that we'd be going into Ukraine, I don't think, but we, we were sort of very aware of the situation. And then uh, a few days later, we had our son and daughter-in-law and grandchildren visiting us for half term. And that is when the war was declared. And as we took them back to the airport, we could see already there were refugees were beginning to leave through Romania. They'd come into Romania across the border and they were leaving. And, and that was just two days after the war had started. A few days later, all the paperwork was finished um, for the Volkswagen Caddy. Uh, to be plated with Romanian plates and all legal and official and owned by the charity there. And we could drive into Ukraine. So all those years that we had wanted to go to Ukraine, but the Lord didn't need us to go. And as soon as he needed us to go, within days, we had the vehicle that we could drive across the border and into Ukraine. The first time we went across into Ukraine, that was with a pastor friend of ours from Romania who had organised all the paperwork. So we went with a convoy of seven other vehicles, I think it was, to a local church who was organising aid to be transshipped further towards the front, which was about 30 kilometres inside the Ukraine. So not not a, not very far in, but um, far enough. So we took in high-protein food, medicines, and donated that into a warehouse where it was going to be distributed. Distributed. After that first time, we realised that this was not much different from what we used to do when we were going into Romania in the early days with all the paperwork that was involved. And it was not long after that that we made our first trip in with just the two of us. So have you formed direct links with people in the worst part of, of the country? Yes, we have. And uh, Ruth especially is gifted in this area. Many WhatsApp groups, many Facebook groups, families, individuals, churches, doctors, lots and lots of people that we're in direct contact with and the advantage of that is that the funds that are raised both here on the Isle of Man and in the UK we use those funds in a very direct manner so we speak to people and we say next week when we're coming what do you need what what is your most essential item what what do you ne actually need this week and then we can source that locally or sometimes we need to maybe go into Germany online and buy stuff in other European countries but because it's in Europe it's fairly transparent and then when we get a load together, we do the paperwork. Gail, our administrator, who's been with us for many years now, does a whole load of paperwork that is needed to get the stuff into Ukraine. And we do the business. I think everybody we speak to wants peace 
in their country and wants to be able to be home in their country. We saw that as well when we were helping refugees a number of years ago and the Syrian refugees coming across. Many of them saying, we don't want to be away from home, we want to be at home. And that is the heart's desire. They're very patriotic people, got such a heart for their country, and they have a great determination that they are going to resist resist this war and they are going to come out of it. It's very clear they have great feeling for their country. Several weeks before the war in Ukraine began, the music group of Southland's Church in the United States wrote a song based on Psalm 46 called Be Still and Know. After war was declared and with help from Ukrainian friends, the group recorded this version in both English and Ukrainian in the sincere hope that it delivers peace, comfort and encouragement to the Ukrainian church in ways that music uniquely can. Chris and Ruth Baker have shared it widely and share it with us now. God is our refuge, our help in trouble. We will not fear. We will not fear. We January, I think it was, before we came out to Ukraine, we had a prophecy spoken over us. And there was a couple who said to us that your tent, your tent pegs are going to be stretched wider. And at the time we thought, you know, we're just so busy at the moment. We're just so busy with what we're doing. Please, is there another Chris and Ruth in the room that this prophecy is meant for and not for, not, not for us type of thing? And soon after that, I had another picture given to me where somebody said, I, you know, Chris, I see you with lots of shopping trolleys. And I, I just hear God saying, don't worry about how much you give out. God will always fill the shopping trolley. Uh, trust me, the last few months we have seen a lot of shopping trolleys and uh, our tent has certainly been stretched wider than we could ever imagine. We are your people, your holy city. We shall not be moved, no, no. We shall not be moved. Here on the Isle of Man, some people, our family even, sometimes say to us, why are you doing this? We will say it's because of our faith and because we feel God has given us the strength and the ability and he's equipped us. When I first went out to Romania 20 years ago, I felt very inadequate. I, I didn't feel I had anything to offer. And I think, you know, from that, we just said to God, here we are, use us. And he is doing that. And I think I'd also say that to anybody, anybody who thinks I can't do it, if you've got the Lord with you and in you and helping you, you can do it. I think one of the Bible verses that is from Deuteronomy 31.6, and it's so, be strong and courageous, do not be afraid, and do not panic before them, for the Lord your God will personally go ahead of you. He will neither fail you nor abandon you. 
And we can see that so much that he has gone ahead of us and prepared the way he has put us in that spot in Romania. He did give us the car that we needed to take into Ukraine. So yes, we, you know, when we've been in Ukraine, we've witnessed blackouts. We've had to go into air raid shelters sometimes if there's been an air raid. And the Lord is with us wherever we go. And he does give us the strength to do whatever we're doing. And during the church services that we've subsequently been involved with at this church in Chinisky, we have prayed with people afterwards. And, and when you say to the congregation, we'll be here and available to pray with you and for you after the service, it was just endless. And there were people coming up asking for prayer for advice or prayer for families or prayer for where they were or a real hunger for prayer for some spiritual input. Thank you to my special guests, Chris and Ruth Baker of the charity Hands of Hope, working in northeast Romania and now extending their Hands of Hope into neighbouring Ukraine. So finally, do they have anything special planned for the 20th anniversary of the charity in April? Yes, we have. Some friends of ours in our church here in the Isle of Man are uh, arranging a, a special event to celebrate that and also to raise funds for the charity. We're looking at our Romanian work and we've been so encouraged by the results we've had from the children's education. There are things that we can do to the community centre to make it work better and more efficiently and hopefully expand on that work a little bit. So we're fundraising basically to convert uh, an attic space in our community centre into uh, three rooms. One will necessarily be a sort of an admin storage archive type room, but the other two are going to be uh, classroom type rooms. And then that'll also free up our large hall space that we have downstairs for other things as well. And if you'd like to know more about Chris and Ruth and their work and perhaps sign up to get their newsletter, here come the contact details. Hands of Hope on Facebook and uh, you can see the symbol of the Isle of Man to to find the right Hands of Hope. And also our website is www.handsofhope.org.im.
It was the writer and intellectual giant C.S. Lewis who said, You can never get a cup of tea large enough or a book long enough to suit me. Well, that's a challenge that, were it possible, I think Andrew and Georgia Wedgwood Main would love to take on. They're joint managers of Church's Bookshop, and when I got an email from them the other day describing a new service they're offering to start the new year, I went off to Douglas to find out more. It probably is no surprise, given that I manage a bookshop, that I think reading is amazing. I think that the written word is an amazing gift, a way for us to explore ourselves, explore God, explore others. And I really, um, along with the team here at Church's Bookshop, are passionate about helping people discover reading. So our challenge for people is to let us prescribe you a book this new year. A prescription service from Church's Bookshop. Who would have thought it? So go on, how do we get our prescription? What's involved there? You do need to go onto our website, which is churchesbookshop.im. You'll find the link there to the survey. You fill in a quick questionnaire. It's not a lot of info, a little bit about yourself, your reading habits, what kind of things you're interested in, what topics you want to learn more about, what you want to get out of reading. We'll then take that, and within a few days, our expert booksellers will take a, a look at it. And I'm not referring to myself there, I'm referring to Georgia, my uh, my wife and co-manager, and we will together work out which books we think would be a really positive book for you. We'll email you you that recommendation and to make it easier you'll also get 25% off if you choose to buy you'll get free delivery so if you're on the Isle of Man or if there's anyone who's in the UK you can also do it from the UK we'll do free delivery so you can get that book and a 10% voucher off your next book you purchase from us we really are serious about making it easy and enjoyable to read and we hope that people will take us up on this offer have a look see what we recommend and I bet you we can find the perfect book that will pique your interest going into the new year Well, I'm sure that you will because both you and Georgia are very, very knowledgeable about what you do. As you said yourself, you're passionate about books and you're very knowledgeable. And sometimes we look at a book and think, I wonder whether I would enjoy that. And if you're going to spend some money, you want to have a little bit of expert guidance, I think Church's Bookshop Prescription Service is a great idea. You've got nothing to lose and everything to gain, haven't you, really? Absolutely. We're running this through January. Then we'll see how popular it is. If it's really popular, we may have to keep it going longer. So really encourage you again, get onto the website, churchesbookshop.im. If anyone's listening doesn't have access to the internet, come talk to us in the shop. We'll find a way to do an offline version as well. Caters for everybody. Andrew, thanks very much indeed. Thank you. And a very happy new year to you. Happy new year. So, the short survey is available on the website churchesbookshop.im and you'll get your prescription for a book after you've completed and returned that. But, as Andrew said, if you don't have internet access, pop in and have a chat with one of the team and you'll find Church's Bookshop tucked inside the side entrance to St Thomas's Church in Finch Road here in Douglas and they're open from Monday to Saturday from 11am to 5pm. And now it's notice board time and we begin with a reminder about Shivesha Nolik, the Manx language Christmas service organised by Incheshik Gilgak, the Manx Language Society, which is this afternoon in Lazare Church that's just by the War Memorial on Lazare Road, about halfway between Ramsey and Selby. This is a great opportunity to hear familiar carols and readings, all in Manx. It starts at three o'clock and will be followed by refreshments, with a warm welcome for all. Friday the 13th is the day for a soup lunch in Port St Mary Methodist Church. Lunch is served from noon till half past one, and then there'll be a craft noon from three o'clock onwards. 
Bring along your own handicrafts or come and learn something new from those on offer. That's all this Friday in Port St Mary Methodist Church. Next Saturday the 14th, A Crown of Praise is a new mini-series of mornings exploring the life and poems of George Herbert. This first session is called Joy and Delight in God. It's at our retreat house in Peel, Tidevay, House of Life, and it's next Saturday morning from 10 till half past 12. The morning is free of charge, but if you're able to make a little donation, that would be much appreciated. There is the option to stay on after the morning session for a lunch of homemade soup and bread, fruit crumble for dessert and hot drinks. There is a charge for the lunch and you can book your place for the morning via the website retreathouse.im or by phoning 609 299 609 299. And finally, next Sunday, January the 15th, there's a special Epiphany Evensong with Epiphany carols and readings. It's in St Mark's Church next Sunday evening at half past six and there'll be tea and cake to follow. And that's all that we have time for now, but I'll be back tonight at nine o'clock for Sundown. Easy listening music to round off your weekend and I'd love you to join me if you can. Do please email me if you've got items for the notice board judithlay at manxradio.com. So, till whenever we meet again, this is Judith saying thank you for listening and I wish you and those you love a blessed and peaceful week and a very good morning. The nation stays.